Toby's on these buttons on his thing, and I refuse one because I'm doing another w- podcast episode tonight. And because I told him I would, and because my room smells smells like uh, natural gas, and I don't want to gas my dog because she's a pug nosed dog. I don't want to gas the other two, but they're long nosed dogs, so they they're not as susceptible to it. Uh, which is an actual thing. If people say it's not, well, fuck off. So, I'm doing English games. Last time, I guess I got to... Uh, 13.27. Oh, God, so last time it was Edward the third, 13.27 to... Thirteen seventy-seven, son of Edward II, who reigned for fifty years. His ambition to conquer Scotland and France plunged uh, England into the Hundred Years' War. Sorry, my dog just got here. Um, We think it ended. Um, the two great victories that Tracy and Fuentes made Edward and his son, the Black Prince, the most renowned warriors in Europe. Ramona, shut up! Sorry. Um, however, the war was very expensive. The outbreak of the bubonic plague or the Black Death from 1348 to 1350 killed half the population of England. That was when we had mass extinction events. Or near extinction events in the Middle East there. Richard II, 1377, and he was deposed in 1399. The son of the Black Prince, Richard, was extravagant, unjust, and faithless. In 1381, King Louis Kevin's Revolt, led by Wat Tyler. The rebellion was put down with great severity. The sudden death of his first wife, Anne of Bohemia, completely unbalanced Richard and his extravagance. Acts of revenge and tyranny turned his subjects against him. In 1399, Henry of Lancaster returned from exile and deposed Richard, becoming elected King Henry IV. Richard was murdered, probably by starvation, in Pontefract Castle in the 1400s. of Lancaster. Henry IV, uh, 1399 to 1413. The son of John of Gaunt, third son of Henry III. So it was Richard third son John of Gaunt was the third son of Edward III. So he Henry of you know, the House of Lancaster, he didn't just go like, hey, I think I should, like, hurry to become king. He had an actual claim to it because Richard, John of Gaunt, John of Gaunt and Richard II were brothers. Um, so, yeah. 
Okay, no, okay, so how it was is Edward III, I'm trying to get this one image at a time, Edward III and Edward's son, the bla known as the Black Prince, okay, they were, see, this is confusing because there was nothing in between, they were like up at the top, because like Edward III son the black prince which was the second and then the third son of edward the third so edward the third so like the black prince was his second it would be richard the second's uncle i believe so it would have been edward the Okay, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot and I can't just, I can't like keep things straight in my head. But it's not 100% my fault because everyone was fucking named Edward. <sighs> okay. Edward III, you know, 1327 to 1377, he had his children. Edward had his kids and one of his kids was the Black Prince and who was the elder brother of John of Gaunt. So when Henry IV came on the scene, he hadn't actually claimed to the throne because he was the he was the grandson of Edward III. So he hadn't actually claimed because I believe Richard II yeah, Richard II became king because he was the son of the Black Prince. So Henry IV was actually would have been the next one. John the Gaunt, third son of Edward III, Henry returned from exile in France to reclaim his estates previously seized by Richard II. He was accepted as king by Parliament. Henry spent most of his 13-year reign defending himself against plots to follow into assassination attempts. In Wales, Owen Glendower declared himself Prince of Wales and led a, na a, nation, a national uprising against English rule. Back in England, Henry had great difficulty in maintaining the support of both the clergy and the parliament. And between 13, 1403 and 1408, the Percy family launched a series of rebellions against him. Henry, the first one tasked to maintain, died exhausted, probably of leprosy, at the age of 45. Then there's Henry V, 1413 to 1422, the son of Henry the fourth, he was a pious, stern, and skillful soldier. Henry was on, was, Henry had honed his fine soldiering skills, putting down the many rebellions launched against his father, and had been knighted when aged just 12. He pleased his nobles by renewing the war with France in 1415. In the face of tremendous odds, he beat the French at the Battle of Ainscourt losing just 400 of his own soldiers with more than 6,000 Frenchmen killed. On the second expedition, Henry captured Rouen, was recognized as the next king of France, and married Catherine, the daughter of the lunatic French king. Henry died of dysentery whilst campaigning in France, and before he could be to the French throne, the 
anointing his 10-month-old son as king of England and France. And this is where it gets really freaking interesting, and this is where the stuff like with the white king and white princess and Spanish princess, this is where that all starts. Because it is Henry VI, 1422, and he was deposed in 1461, and it's the beginning of the War of the Roses, or the Cousins War. <sighs> Gentle and retiring. Sorry, yes. Gentle and retiring. He came to the throne as a baby and inherited a losing war with France. The Hundred Years' War finally ending in 1453 with the loss of the French lands with the loss of all French lands except for Calais. The king had an attack of mental illness with his well, that was hereditary in his mother's family in 1454. And Richard Duke Duke of York was made protector of the realm. The House of York challenged Henry VI's right to the throne, and England was plunged into civil war. The Battle of St. Albans in 1455 was won by the Yorkists. Henry was restored to, and it was won because Edward IV was a leader and a king and a general like no one had seen before. to the throne briefly. In 1470, Henry's son Edward, Prince of Wales, was killed at the Battle of Tewkesbury one day before Henry was murdered in the Tower of London in 1471. Henry founded both Eton College and King's... Eton College and King's College, Cambridge, and every year the provost of Eton and King's College laid roses and lilies on the altar, which now stands where he died. House of York, Edward IV, 1461 to 1483. He was the son of Richard, Duke of York, successfully nuggled, and not a popular king. No one would have been a popular king in that instance because the country, well, the air quotes, won. The country was still in civil war. They were still completely divided between people that they wanted to be king and the no the Lancaster the Lancastrians and the Yorks it was still Yorkists but it was still divided between the two so no one would have been a popular king. But his morals were not great. His morals were poor. He had many mistresses and had at least one illegitimate son. Bullshit. He had like fucking twelve and even his contemporaries would disapprove of, of him. Edward had his rebellious brother George, Duke of Clarence, murdered in 1478 on a charge of treason. And he found one. During his reign, the Thurstanton Press was established in Westminster by William Saxon. Edward died suddenly in 1483, leaving two sons aged 12 and 9 and five daughters. Edward V, 1483 to 1483. Edward was actually born in Westminster Abbey, where his mother Elizabeth Woodville had sought sanctuary from the Lancastrians during the War of the Roses. The eldest son of Edward IV, he succeeded to the throne at the tender age of 13 and reigned for only two months, the shortest-lived monarch in English history. He was 
he and his brother Richard were murdered in the Tower of London. It is said on the orders of his uncle Richard, Duke of Gloucester. Richard III declared the princes in the Tower illegitimate and named himself rightful heirs to the crown. And this is because no one liked Elizabeth Woodville. She was a, in her eyes, she was a commoner, even though she came from Sepeda, who was Burgundy, as with the Burgundian royalty. No one liked her because Zepeda had gone off and married a lower class person. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to hear that about him. So they then liked none of the children because they thought every all of them were commoners and that none of the royalty should have to be ruled by commoners. They have to contract them. So that's why when Edward died, because Edward was the only thing that kept Elizabeth Woodville, obviously one on the throne, but also the only thing that kept Elizabeth Woodville alive and legitimate. Oh. Richard III, 2012 revealed a skeleton which was thought to have been that of Richard III and was confirmed on the 4th of February 2013. His body was reinterred in Leicester, Leicester Cathedral on 22nd March 2015. Thus, starting the Tudor dynasty, Henry the Seventh. 1485 to 1509, when Richard III fell at the Battle of Bosworth, his crown was picked up and placed on the head of Henry Tudor. He married Elizabeth of York and so united the two warring houses. See, Elizabeth of York was Henry IV's uh, eldest daughter, Henry IV and Elizabeth Woodville's eldest daughter, and she was the eldest and really the only like strong claim that the Lancasters had back to the throne. He was the son of Margaret, Margaret Beaufort and had him. She lived through, I think, almost his whole life because Margaret gave birth to Henry Tudor, Henry the Seventh, when he was, she was only 
15 years old and one long story ago. I don't know. She got pregnant with him when she was 12. So she was like 13 years old by a mom since she had got pregnant with him on their wedding night. On the wedding night when she was that violently raped by her ex-husband. I believe he's in his 40s. the houses York and Lancaster he was a skillful politician but vivacious his mer- material wealth of the county of the country increased greatly during Henry's reign playing cards were invented and the portrait of his wife Elizabeth has appeared eight times on every pack of playing cards worth 500 years That made absolutely no sense in that context, but <laughs> I really wanted to use one of the buttons. <laughs> okay. children. This is one of the cool parts. She was a princess. He was a not really truly prince, but like everyone said, yeah, he wasn't really a prince, but he was like excess royalty. He just had a claim to be because I believe he his claim came more from like his mom because I think his mom was the granddaughter of John of Gaunt and something like that, and he was so he was the great grandson of John of Gaunt, so she actually had a better claim to the throne than him, her son did. Uh, but her son had a penis, so that made him, you know, glorious and shit. But real quick, <laughs> the two of them, Elizabeth of York and Henry the Seventh, had four kids. Uh, they had Arthur. Arthur would actually go on to marry Catherine. Aragon, Henry VIII's first wife. He would go on to marry her, and then he died like a year later. Uh, they had Henry, who would go on to become Henry VIII. They had Margaret, who would go on to become Queen of Scotland, who would, be- I believe, be Mary, Queen of Scots' grandmother. Yeah, her grandmother. Um, Great-grandmother, something like that. And then they had Mary Tudor, who would go on to be Queen of France for a short time. And then she would marry Charles Brandon, a marriage supposedly made out of love. Which, nice. And she had a fucking really old guy for a long time. Okay. So, monarchs of England, Wales, and Ireland. Henry VIII, 1509 to 15. The best known fact about Henry VIII is the fact that he had six wives. Most school children learn the following rhymes help them remember the fate of each wife. Divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. His first wife was Catherine of Aragon, his brother's widow, who whom he later divorced to marry Anne Boleyn. 
This divorce caused a split from Rome, and Henry declared himself the head of the Church of England. The, the disso dissolution of the monasteries beginning in 1536, and the money and the money gained from this helped Henry to bring about an effective navy. In an effort to have a son, Henry married four further wives, but only one son was born to James Seymour, who died of childbed fever not long after. Henry had two daughters, both to become rulers of England. Mary Tudor, also known as Bloody Mary, was the daughter of Catherine of Aragon, and she would become, and then, real, real quick, and Elizabeth, daughter of Anne Boleyn. They, all three of his children, became monarchs of England. Edward became Edward the Sixth, who would rule from four, 1547 to 1553, and then after that, Mary Tudor tried to, he was a Protestant, and Mary Tudor, his, oldi his oldest sister, I was going to say older, but it's oldest sister, would become queen, and she would try to make uh, England and Rome, she tried to solidify their bond once more and to make the country Catholic, and that's and she did it in a very violent way, and that's where she got the name Bl Bloody Mary. And then his youngest daughter, Elizabeth. Oh, obviously she was <laughs> Queen Elizabeth the Third, and she you know, she will supposedly wielded in the Golden Age in England while she was Catholic, because then she got hunted down and murdered. But anyway, Edward the Sixth. Uh, 1547 to 1553, the son of Henry the uh, Henry the Sixth, the son of Henry the Eighth, and Jane Seymour. Edward was a sickly boy. At this thought, he suffered from tuberculosis, but we would obviously have no way of knowing it for sure at any point. Edward succeeded his father at the age of nine. The government began being carried on by a council of regency. It, with his uncle, Duke of Somerset, child protector, even though his reign was short, many men made their mark. Cramer wrote the Book of Common Prayer, and the uniformity of worship helped turn England into a Protestant state. After Edward's death, there was dispute of the, the succession. As Mary was Catholic, Lady Jane Grey was named as next in line to the throne. She was proclaimed queen, but Mary entered London with her supporters, and Jane was taken to the Tower. She reigned for only nine days. She was executed in 1554 at age 17. Then there was Mary the Thirst or Bloody Mary, 1553 to 1558, daughter of Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon. A devout Catholic, she married Philip of Spain. Mary attempted to enforce the wholesale conversion of England to Catholicism. She carried this out with the utmost severity. The Protestant bishops Latimer, Ridley, and Archbishop Cramer were among those burnt at the stake. The place in Broad Street, Oxford, is marked by a bronze cross. The country was plunged into a bitter bloodbath, which is why she was remembered as Bloody Mary. She died in 1558 at Lambeth Palace in London. Elizabeth III, 1558 to 1603. The daughter of Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn, Elizabeth was a remarkable woman. Noted for her learning she and wisdom, from first to last, she was popular. 
with the people and had a genius for selection of capable advisors. Drake, Raleigh, Hawkins, and Cecily, Essex, and many, many more made England respectful and feared. The Spanish Armada was decisively defeated in 1588, and Raleigh's first Virginian colony was founded. Grim sound. The execution of Mary, Queen of Scots, marred what was a glorious time in English history. Shakespeare was also the height of his popularity. Elizabeth never married. She was known as the Virgin Queen, which... this episode even though it's a short episode um, plus I'm tired <laughs> slate and I have a lot of stuff to do so I'm going to wrap it up next time we're going to talk about the Stuarts and I'm hopefully going to get some of the Stuarts um like you know 1605 I think it was I'd like to get from the like 1600s up until Queen Victoria next time I feel like that's completely possible. So uh, I'm going to go.